ready for some football? You are now listening to Down South Football Podcast. Welcome to Down South Football, baby. It is week. We are, man, we just had week seven. We are in week eight, man. Mm. Week eight. Mm. It was a great college football slate this past. Hold on, hold on. This past weekend, Mm. I said slate. I didn't say the outcome. I said the slate was great. The slate was great because you had great games at every mile marker as far as like time slot. So, you know, however... Before we get into some yeah, of these it, it great some games, games on. I don't know how great they was, but it was it was some games on. Well, definitely, that sound like that's coming from a personal space. So he's, I, I told him last week not to get his hopes up. I told him, y'all remember, y'all heard the podcast. I said, bro, I know you got the faith, you got all that guarded and gold in you, bursting out. You got the spill in your pocket, but. It, it, would you like to comment on well, you know, Before you comment on this just, You are listening to Down South Football Podcast <laughs> You can reach the show at DSL Podcast On oh, Facebook, man. Twitter, Instagram And this is your boy Renard D. Williams Coming at you Y'all can hit me up on Twitter At Renard D. Williams Appreciate y'all that was in my DMs this weekend How let me tell me what was going on Because I also heard Before Ben gets started We heard from Mr. Texas Takeover 05 Yes we did yes, We heard we did. from him personally didn't we Yes we did And you know, he know he's, he's like a reasonable dude He let us know that he's just trying to stir the pot, but you know, I don't really think it's because, like, like, look, like, I, t- I tagged him. I don't I think he really want to do that, though. I gave him the point mark as where we started to speak on him, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was all in good fun, man. So, shout out to Texas Takeover, man. So, so for y'all that missed the show last week, right? Uh, we had a little problem with a Mr. Texas Takeover on Fire talking noise about our boy Jalen Hurts on Twitter. Right. And we kind of confronted the dude on the show. So if you didn't hear the show last week, go back to Check it. Out. Go back to it. Go back to the 23 minute mark and you would hear my rant as he talked about Jalen Hurts and talked about Texas, Oklahoma. He wasn't ready for that atmosphere. But right. hey, we talked about it. It's all good. He's listening to the show now. We appreciate him listening to the show. And we might have him on the show before the year is over. Definitely, with. man. So, you know, shout out, man. That, the power of social media the power when done, social media is when strong done baby. correctly when when it's done correctly and done right man but we had a lot of great games and before we get into it i'm gonna let my co-host introduce himself and go ahead and give his thoughts on his florida state seminoles will it t will it will it t holland barnett you had two weeks not one two I get it. It's Clemson. I get it. They was mad. They was upset. But come on, y'all, man. I hadn't even finished pouring my drink, and it was 14 to nothing. 14 nothing. That's what. I, that's, when, that's when I turned to it. To nothing. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. That's when I saw it. I said, oh, let me turn it back. <laughs> I'm talking about I barely got the ice in my crown in my cup. And it was 14 nothing for I, before I even blanked. Before you knew what was going on. Is Clemson complete? No. No. Is Florida State where they used to be? Uh, hell no. No, that's not even a hell no. That's a hell no. The only positive I can take from that was we didn't quit. Dabo tried, and Lord knows he tried. He tried to run that score up. Well, now, wait he, a minute. I, you When he took Sunshine out? Wasn't Sunshine out in the third quarter? No. 
When you, it, yes, he did. Yes, I'm saying as far as him trying to run the score was in the second quarter. Oh, okay. When he okay. kept going for them fourth downs inside the five, and he politely missed two. He got stopped twice and missed the field goal. Well, he he was upset about that. At he halftime. was he was so 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 for all you for all you Florida State fans that 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 that's on that's back on the five wheeler T train. The team is not the same as last year because last year's team would have allowed those fourth downs to happen. And it would have been forty-two to nothing at the half, but they didn't do that. So you know, it's not much to talk about from this game. I tried to, I tried to, to tell you, but see, your your fandom just and spit. your pride took over when you told me we gonna shock the world. I mean, I thought we well, we did. No, y'all didn't shock the world. Yeah, we shocked the world. Like, no, we no. shocked Florida State world because we sure was feeling ourselves, thinking we was doing a little better. Than what we were, <laughs> but I mean, you, you you also called an angry Clemson team, exactly. That's and you know Dabo is, is 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 one of the kings of using the Roy and all that all the other definitely. You know what I'm saying? All the other stuff he hear he hears in the media. He's one of the kings of using that to his advantage. And his team had an off week. And I so. think sometimes with stuff, you know how we always say, sometimes you can catch a team at the wrong time, and it, and it don't matter who it is. They was about to get that work, and it just so happened. To be us. Because for two weeks, Clemson heard, first of all, they got dropped in the polls. They heard that Lawrence was, you know, hurt. Hurt. He wasn't what he was. So they heard that they won that good. So for two weeks, they sat around there, and they just let that fester. And you saw it on the first play of the game. First play of the game, he went up top. Like, this was no, this was no, I'm finna establish the run. I'm finna, no. First play off the top, up top. So that lets you know right then and there what what their mindset was. So you know, in the end, you know, a lot of people are gonna be like, "Man, Ben, you know, look, I'm gonna take some positives from this, and the positive is this: we show heart. We gotta settle on the damn quarterback, Renard. This 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 back and forth between Jack. This not want to hurt nobody feelings. This gotta stop. Y'all just gonna have to man up and just say, "Look, we hitching our wagon to one of y'all, whoever it is." And go ahead and hit your wagon because that because nobody can't get in a rhythm like that. Right. You can't expect no quarterback. I play two drives, you play two drives. I play two drives, you play two. You can't, you can't do that. So going forward, whoever it is that you hit your wagon to, whether it's slim, whether it's horny book, whoever, just figure it out. And we just gonna have to ride them until we can't ride them no more, man. So, you know, shout out to my nose, man. Willie T, you know what I'm saying? I'm still riding with you, man. The fellas is still believing in you. That was evident Saturday. They kept fighting, man. So, Clemson, your reward for beating the brakes off us was you got dropped to number three. So, well, that was one part of South Carolina. <laughs> the this, interesting this, this, part. The, you know, this was an interesting flip for the state of South Carolina this week. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to what some people are calling a shocker. Of the college football season, Kirby, we got Kirby. Kirby, we got. Let's 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 set it up. Mm, mm, mm. Georgia. Georgia. Now we had now to our credit, we have been talking about the inconsistencies of Georgia <laughs> and how they and how they've been looking. Yes, we have been talking about it, and that you know what we thought they would get it together. This is not. This is not. Oh, they lost it. Now we no. We've been saying we've been saying that Georgia just didn't look wild. didn't look right. Yep. Now. But here's my problem. Shoot. 
George, I know you had some injuries on the office line, one or two, but you lost at home. At home. And here's the thing about it. South Carolina played a, a decent, pretty good game. They played it, they wasn't like a world beater game. No, nah, I mean but, they, and they played Bama tough when they when they played Bama for you know for the most part. But what surprised me was how South Carolina D line was just dominating this supposedly great offensive line of Georgia. Five star you. And I ain't even talking about the five. I'm talking about you had everybody has talked about the goodness of the, the, how good this Georgia offensive line can be. Now I know they have some injuries, true, and I know they have some stuff going on, but they still—I was not expecting that part of it. And Fromm played the worst game of his Georgia career. We, it's funny because we just talked about him. We just talked about him saying that he needed to, at some point, he's going to have to step up. I—that just was just uncharacteristic, Drake Fromm. Even the, the the interception off the back foot. Dog. And he floated it out there. It's like I just didn't see that. Man, I, I the three intercept was the three interceptions and the fumble. I think he had four turnovers. And so the interceptions, the the interceptions was just surprising to me. And you you're not gonna win many games when the turnover battle is four to zero. And look and look and look at it and look at it. Let's look at it two ways. Okay. You look at the score. It's twenty to seventeen. All right. From in a close game. He threw the ball 51 times. And we already said that's a recipe for disaster. Like, this wasn't even a shoot. Like, it's different if you see 40, 50 attempts in a shootout. This wasn't even a shootout. Why in the world? What in the world that y'all made y'all think that you was going to sit around here and let Jake Fromm slain the ball 51 times? It's not like y'all was down 20 to nothing. Something like that. The game, the game for the most part was within one position, damn near the entire time. So what what made you this week decide to go against what you've been doing all the way up until this point? I will tell you this also <laughs> with South Carolina being down to their third string quarterback. Third string but quarterback. The dude is pretty good. You know, Halinski. If y'all don't know Halinski, that name sounds familiar in college football lore. Because his brother, I think his name was Tyler Hensky, mm-hmm. was the one who crew, who committed the suicide right. Right, out right. in Washington State. But they was a very talented quarterback family. But then you put in a kid that can't even throw. But let, but not even man. Let's not go to hold on. Hold <laughs> on, hold on. Before we even get there, John, let, let's let's look at the fact of how many lives you kept saying Georgia finna win this game. When South Carolina missed the field goal, when South Carolina, you like that's it. That, okay, that's it. That's it. You know what? Georgia, Teams like they ain't supposed to win. Georgia finna go ahead. The, How the, do they been there? The college football guys have spoken. That's it. Let's just go ahead and do what we got to do. Okay, Georgia finna take care of it. And then you were just like, oh, Georgia, what, 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 what are we doing? How, what's going on? And then we went to the second overtime, and it was like, okay, South Carolina redeemed themselves. He hit the field goal. I'm like. And then they had, had a terrible position. My thing is, did, did we did I miss something about South Carolina's defense? Were they just totally focused on stopping the run? Because I'm thinking, okay, you're getting overtime. You know, it's from the 25. Georgia, just just, just do what you just do what you do. Pound a rock. You know what I'm saying? And, and what Georgia couldn't do, what they do, they averaged four yards a carry. But it wasn't like your pretty four yards a carry. No, they had 43 carries for 173 yards. But it wasn't pretty. A lot of that, 
goes to DeAndre Swift. His 23 carries for 113 yards, for almost five yards of average. Zamir White had 3.7 yards per average, and James Cook only carried the ball twice. I'm going to say it again. Come home. But anyway, there we go. The longest, the longest, now for a Georgia team, the longest run out of all of those backs was 14 yards. That, you know, sometimes we, we like to look at the final score. We got to look at the game within the game. The fact that South Carolina held them to their longest rush was 14 yards. Man, you got to give South Carolina defense. I, I, I give South Carolina Ooh. some credit. But my point that I was making was that South Carolina didn't play the cleanest of all games. Nope. But I got to give them credit for doing what they got to do to mm-hmm. pull the win out. And you know what, though? And somebody mentioned this earlier. They said, you know, sometimes playing this hard, these hard schedules make you tougher and make you better and make you develop better. True. With this, with this schedule that South Carolina is having to play, by playing Alabama, by playing Georgia, by playing Texas A&M, and by playing got Clemson, Florida. <laughs> and they still got to play Clemson. They and in Florida, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like playing this type of schedule. And even App State, everybody looked at, when you looked at South Carolina playing App State earlier this year, they're like, oh, that's App State. App State's top, top 25 team. And who? And they beat, what's the name? They beat um North, was it North Carolina that they took out? One of them. One of them. Yeah. Right. But I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. So it's like, bro, like, what are we doing? Like, so it made them tougher. I feel like it's made them tougher. And, man, if there's anybody that's automatic in college football that you would say, it would be Rodrigo Blankenship. Man. And, bruh, he Laser missed two. Eyes. He missed two. He missed two, dog. It was just like. Wait, this is the damn twilight zone. Like, this, yeah. But off of the game for a second. It was North Carolina. Okay. Off the game for a second. I sent you a uh, a meme earlier. Man, the Scooby Doo mystery mean where they had uh they Kirby Smart tied up and then Fred pulled off the mask and it was and it was Mark Rick. Do you know they almost have identical records? He is different, they said. I thought he He is different, I they said. said it. It. I said <laughs> they said it. I said it. You started coming over to the side last year and after the you know, after the SEC championship game, you started kind of being like, you know what, maybe this Really is maybe this mofo is, is maybe really, really is. You know what I'm saying? Like so, at first you was right. You know you you weren't on that train, but after the SC title game, you kind of started coming over there. And it's like, dude, is it is it? A, let me ask you this question though: Is it a carbon copy because Mark Rick has some really good recruiting classes always, but he couldn't finish the deal? Obviously, you can speak on that more than I can because y'all play Georgia every year. Every year, they so, was always talented. It never was a time where you faced them and you were just like, you know, but if. I just look at it right now, like I told you. Kirby. They they just they just don't seem to be coming around. And there are a lot of people on today that's on this train of what is Kirby Smart. I'm telling you, man. Like and then, now, I will tell you this: inside the Alabama program, I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna tell you who I talked to because that ain't none of y'all damn business. But I will tell you that there were sources who were really really close to the Alabama program that said he'll be good, but he'll be Mark Rick. Before he even coached his first game, they were like, "He'll get that eight, nine, ten. He might he get him to the playoffs. He's gonna be consistent." He said, doing "But that. I don't know if he can get them over the top." And I and right now it's coming to fruition what they were saying. Yeah, not because Georgia can't bounce back and win the rest of their games and be there, but it's the way they looking. They're not looking like a team that can be. 
at this rate, if they playing like that on Saturday, Flo- Florida gonna get them. If they play that on Saturday, Florida gonna destroy them. Florida gonna get them. Auburn, we gonna beat them. Florida gonna get them. And y'all, and y'all know, and y'all know I me mean, saying like, that, and me saying that is 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 definitely not something that I want to say. But so that's just it's that just real talk. It's not the fact this was an upset. It was the fact the way that they looked in the game. They looked disjointed. From looked terrible, and everybody has bad games. Of course. But I'm just saying, like they just didn't look right. Like they didn't put him in position. Like we said again, he had no business throwing the ball 51 times in the 17 17 game. Now, if this was 40 to 30 or something, okay, cool. They was behind. They should have still been able to do what Georgia does. But apparently, and I'm going to tell you, Georgia, look, call it what you want. <laughs> Mullen got them dudes Mullen got them dudes believing. And come cocktail party time, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, come cocktail party time, I'm telling you, man, y'all, maybe this was their awakening. Maybe this was maybe this was the wake up call that they needed. So we gonna see, man. Shots out to South Carolina, man. You definitely did what nobody expected you to do, especially once Halinski got hurt, man. So you know, as far as South Carolina goes, man, more things are to come, and we just gonna keep it moving, man. Moving right along with a game that wasn't surprising. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are we going to talk about the Texas takeover game? You know, a game hold that kind of went that kind of went, you know. Well, it it did have a it did have a, a a small bit of difference that nobody expected. What? And this What's is that? scary for the college nation. I think Oklahoma done found a damn defense. I think somebody that's sitting on the other side of this panel said that I, a few weeks ago. I think Oklahoma done found now, the damn we, defense. Now, let's, let, let us put this in perspective. Before, c- context for y'all. <laughs> for y'all start, they ain't got no, they ain't no top 10. I, all I said was, all we said was the defense was better. better. I didn't say they were Alabama, Florida. None of that. Florida. No, we not talking about None that. that. But this new coordinator got them flying to the ball and got them performing better. But before we before we do that, Ben, <clears throat> it's gonna be one of them shows. Uh, what you got? I just want to remind everybody of the tweet from last week <clears throat> from Mr. Texas Takeover 05. I hope you're listening, brother. Shout out to you. Hope you over your your. You know, I saw that you was having to deal with people down at the hotel and all the. Yeah, of you, stuff. Had, you had a rough. Had a you rough, had a rough time. Had a rough weekend. Jalen Hurts is a smug, arrogant clown. When asked about Texas OU, he said, "I played in the Iron Bowl." I think I'll be fine. What a joke. <clears throat> Texas OU and Michigan Ohio State, which I don't even know why you put that in there, <laughs> have the most ranked versus ranked matchups it in college football good. history. Iron Bowl doesn't come close. Jalen's in for a rude awakening. Awakening. Now, when when did Jalen get this awakening? Was it when it was when he was uh juking folks out their shoes? Running for 22, 23 yards, or was it when he was throwing the, the three touchdown to CD Lamb, that, or was it when after the game when he put on the golden hat? Is that when, is that when the rude awakening came? Being you, you know, you know, you know something. I I, I know, I know. Get it. I I look, Bama fans do not attack us. What I'm about to say, do not attack me. Okay, because I ain't got no room to really talk right now. Don't attack me. What I'm about to say. It's time we stop putting CD Lamb in the best wide receiver of the, in the nation conversation. I'm not this, there yet. You're not there yet. Let me let me explain myself. Let me explain myself. He is very well, okay. When I say best, 
I say he's top two, three. Well, in the conversation, that's what I mean. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the, time to just not boy, be like, the boy, okay, we just dismiss. No, man. The boy, the boy is special. And the fact, like, I like, I, I let one of my other homeboys know, like, I said, bro, when he was watching the game and he he commented on something, I said, bro, he they got three more like him on the bench. They got yeah, three five stars. They, they that came this year? That came Went this year. Over, what the name was? Rat, whatever. The, Hazelwood. Yeah. Hazelwood, Theo Weiss, and I forgot the other guy's name. Like, they gonna keep rolling along with, with the quarterback that was the damn top recruit, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, that was the top recruit. So like this train gonna keep going, but CD Lamb has de- definitely developed, and him and Jalen definitely have a connection. And it, it was quick. It's look. There's there's two words for that. There's two words for I all know. the stuff that's going on with Jalen. I know. There's two words. Cause they finna it's come called home. Lincoln. Riley. I hope you stay in Oklahoma. Me and my dad was talking about that this weekend while I was watching the game, and my dad was like, he was like, Nick, you know, that's my middle name, by the way. When I'm in my parents' house, I'm not double dose, I'm not Ben, I am Nick. So anyway, he was like, Nick, the NFL gonna come calling for him. Oh. I said, they gonna come calling. I said, I hope for college football, I I, I want to see Lincoln stay for a little while. Well, you know, the the room is already to Lincoln to Dallas for 10 to, between 10 and 15 million a year. Man, enjoy Oklahoma. Anyway, but back to the game. All depend on what he want to do. But back to the game. But Jalen, I'm gonna tell y'all. I told my wife on Saturday, I'm about to find me an Oklahoma white pullover with the number one and hurts on the back, and I'm about to order. <laughs> I'm all in. I am all in on the Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma train. I, the kid, you know, there's just certain people like my. What, what, let me tell y'all about my wife. My wife. Three-time graduate from Alabama, die-hard Bama fan, love everything Bama. But she always has one or two players that she likes from another team. My wife's favorite Auburn player of all time is Philip Lussenkirchen. Oh yeah, yeah. she loved Lussenkirchen. Right, right, right. You know, say rest his soul. You know, mm-hmm. but she loved him. She will always say that's my favorite Auburn player. Sometimes you just get players that you just like. Hurts is my man. I'm finna, I'm finna get, I'm finna start a Jalen Hurts fan club. <laughs> And I'm finna be all in on it because of not because he went to Bama, but because of everything he went through. He was at Alabama, and everything that he, the way that he's handled himself, the way he's handled this whole situation, the way he handled the thing with Tua, the way he handled all of it. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of his for life, regardless Even of who this he played for. Right here, he finally faced adversity, and it wasn't pretty. Let, let's be clear. If, if you watch the game. I know a lot of us did, considering it was an eleven o'clock kick, so it was early. It was before everybody else's team got on. He handled adversity. He threw a pick, right? He bad pressure, bad decisions. Bad decision. He had another nit because old buddy damn near had the one he threw almost threw in the end zone. So he really almost had two picks, but he just kept bouncing back. Kept bouncing, kept bouncing back. back. Look at these stats. Okay, sixteen to twenty-eight, two hundred thirty-five yards, three touchdowns through the L, one interception. But what's more impressive, 17 carries. Book 31. For a book 31. To go and, along with and had a Heisman highlight moment. Yes. When he had the ball in the right hand and the dude about to rake it and he switched it behind his back. Come on now. And then, and then rolled out and squared up. Come on now. And then delivered the ball down the field. All I'm saying I is. I said, oh, that's what we're doing now. If, if this, if, look. Texas is Texas, and we know what Ellinger brings to the table. We know what du- we know what Texas brings to the table. On Duvernay offense. Johnson, a, a, a bad, a really bad duo, 
at wide receiver. Them boys, them boys, they legit. So for Oklahoma with this defense, again, we're not saying that they top whatever. For them, by their standards, the way they've played over the last few years, for them to come into this game versus Texas with all of those weapons and hold them to 27 points, forget everything that Hurts and Lamb did. That was more on a positive side that you can take from this game than anything else. Because if you were Oklahoma fan, that's what you got to hang your hat on. We all know y'all going to score points. That, that's a moot point. We know y'all going to score points. That's going to happen. But to actually hold Texas, your your biggest opponent in the, in, in the conference, to hold them to 27 points, right. that's a positive. But bef- before we go, while we talk about this Oklahoma defense, if y'all didn't watch number nine, Kenneth Murray, be on the field, I swear for God, he was like flash lightning going across that field. Like, he was way on the other side of the field many times, and he was flash across that field. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching him play. Yes. I really, really do. Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. Yes. You know, he's a junior, six foot two, two 243 pounds, and the boy is athletic as I don't know what. He plays defensive end. He plays linebacker. He lines up everywhere. He everywhere. chase plays down all across the field. That's what you have not seen from Oklahoma. No. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, look, man. And I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters. They will still give up 50 to Bama. I'm just saying that bottom line is they just have a competitive spirit. It's to the point where – and we can and we can, we can move on after this. It's to the point where they can get a stop now. Right. Whereas in the past, we didn't know if they could ever get a damn stop. We like, they're, they're, they won't get a stop. It'll have to be something that the other team just make a mistake. But we know that they can legit get – a stop. Can they get multiple stops? Who knows? But for right now, we know that they can line up and they can get a stop. And that's huge for Oklahoma. So shout out to Oklahoma, man. Y'all keeping that train rolling, man. You moving right around. You steam rolling right along. Speaking of Jalen Hurts' old team, um, Alabama. Alabama, <laughs> 47. Texas a 28. Texas a came out first possession. Did what Jimbo always do. Had a great plan, first possession. They said, you know, it's 7 nothing. And then Alabama was like, that's okay. That's fine. We'll eventually we'll take over. Texas A&M offensive line got, has problems. They have serious problems. And with Terrell, Terrell, Terrell I think, I think he says mm-hmm. Terrell, Terrell. Mr. Lewis, that's what I call yeah, him. The dude that's been I, there forever, which is rare. <laughs> that dude, that, that if that dude would have stayed healthy, he would have been gone. That dude is a freak okay mm-hmm. and they've been waiting on him to be healthy for a couple years Alabama fans have been waiting on him to be healthy because he is a difference maker coming off that edge and pass rush downs he's just a difference maker for that whole team they've been waiting on him to be healthy yep. and when he's healthy you could just see the flashes and Texas and them you got y'all got problem y'all don't have no running game and your offensive line ain't good y'all gonna get Mon killed in the hospital under the bed in the infirmary he's not gonna make it through the year mm-hmm. at this point but uh, Alabama man uh, no like, offensive line I can <laughs> get, and, and, and Texas and them get used to it because because your homeboy he don't recruit well well let me rephrase that he don't evaluate well here, here we go on the, no 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 this for real here we go here we go I'm not gonna say he don't recruit well because he recruits. Four and five stars, but he doesn't evaluate these offensive linemen as well as he should. 
So Texas A&M, buckle up. <laughs> Get ready because uh, this is going to be a reoccurring theme. Alabama offensive line looks so much better with Deontay Brown back in there. And I think Landon Dickerson moved away from the center position. And I think he's back more like on that right side. I could be – I see the right or left. I'm sorry I don't have it. But day line looks so much better. It's what everybody said. Once Deontay Brown got – once Brown got back, it was going to be a totally different line. They ran the ball. They passed the ball. Alabama offense only stops themselves right now. Like, it's ridiculous the amount of weapons they got with Najee back there. And then with Brandon – with uh, Brian Robinson – excuse me, I said Brandon. Brian Robinson running the rock back there for them also. And with Waddle and with Devontae Smith and with Ruggs and with Jerry Judy. And let me tell you something. When you're not even mentioning Jerry Judy – but, you know, a lot of teams going to it now, they, they say we're going to double on Judy. Well, that's fine. That's, that's just that, – I mean, it don't that's, matter. That's If dumb. you have to double any of them, of, that's it. You are screwed. You screwed. Because it's going to be it's gonna be like they say rock, paper, scissors. Okay, it's your day that's today. That's dumb. Like, just go ahead. Unfortunately, they have enough weapons where you need to just play them straight up Every, and, just, and just, deal with, <laughs> just deal with it. That core and with the offense that they're running, with Ruggs and Waddle being two of the fastest receivers – in college football, Jared Judy with his complete route running and Devontae Smith just being an overall overall receiver. That boy, like, boy slowly playing himself. He moving right on up them draft boards. All I'm saying is, what you going to do? I know Alabama fans are worried about the defense. Get a defense time. Let's see how this going to work. But they I mean, they, they, they didn't do nothing but put a more stranglehold position on the number one seed in the number one uh overall in the country right now so until you know if, until if, if nothing changes november the ninth is gonna be a blockbuster T- texas a&m i just want you for 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 killing mon's sake find somebody off the street third string field find y'all another running back because you cannot expect mon to drop back and throw the ball 42 times and then expect him to run 16 times this man, you can That is a recipe for, for disaster. Disaster. That is way too many carries. On top of the fact that this man threw the ball forty-two times. So right. y'all better figure it out, man. And look, I know a lot of y'all. I I keep seeing y'all message boards. A lot of y'all having buyer's remorse, but you got them for ten years, fully guaranteed. Uh, so you better get used to it. You know, I'm just going to make a rule on the show where we just not going to bring up Jimbo name no more. Because every time I bring up Jimbo, it go, game, it go, it go back to the butt hurt. I'm it, speaking on the game. It go back to the butt hurt. I'm speaking he on the telling game. y'all about how, they ain't, how he ain't going to recruit. I ain't telling how he going to leave y'all high and dry. How y'all stuck with, for 10 years. He ain't going nowhere. Yada, 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 yada. He walk away from that 75. But anyway, Bama fans, y'all did your thing. And it's going to be even worse this week. So, like I say, I'm just looking forward to November the night because this moving on. We're not even gonna deal with Tennessee this week. I'm not even gonna bring that game up. So we gonna we're gonna go ahead and pay some bills and then we're gonna be back in just a minute, y'all. All right, man. Thank you for joining us back on the second part of the show, man. We got a couple more games we want to get into. We this getting game, into, we getting into this? Th- no, 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 no. This this game oh, won't okay, take okay. that long. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan State. Hey, man, y'all better start putting a little bit more respect on the Badgers' name. Gonna allow twenty nine points the whole season. Another shutout. Another. Well, first of all, it's another shutout because Michigan State's offense is putrid. 
It is terrible. Okay. I don't know. I don't think if you put me, you, and, and four other Negroes from Birmingham out there, I don't know if they would get a first down then. Okay. Make you wonder how the hell Le'Veon Bell was at the I mean, school at one point in his life. Jonathan Taylor, you know, he did this his thing. Kid, man. The dude is just, you know, he didn't have great stats, but he really didn't have to. No. Wisconsin is a formidable force. I'm really just looking at Wisconsin, and I'm just really waiting on two weeks from now when they go to the horseshoe. And it's gonna be them in Ohio State. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people are not there believing in them yet because it's the Big Ten and because yeah they but they people everybody think their defense is nasty. Now I'm gonna see in two weeks. We gonna see because I'm telling you right now I'm I'm slowly turning into a believer, brother. I, I mean, and I think that you know. The, their style of football. I mean, I know we've seen it before because they've done this, but for some reason this year this feels a little different. Maybe because of what they're doing on defense. Maybe that's why it feels just a little bit different. But I'm just telling you, man, Ohio State, you know, and 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 for Ohio State, in y'all defense, if you did take this L, it wouldn't be one of the ones that you've taken in the past where no. everybody's going to look at you like, what the hell happened? But I think my issue with Wisconsin is, like, when we start talking about taking teams for real and they in the top five, top ten, you start you have to start looking at can they compete on a playoff level? And I guess when I look at Jack Cohen, whatever his name is, the quarterback for Wisconsin, <laughs> I'm not sure that I look at him and be like, hmm. That once they box Taylor up, what is he going to do? What is he do? going to do? And if they facing if they facing an Alabama offense, LSU offense, Clemson offense, well, you know, with all these we'll, athletes. But we'll get a good view. In two weeks, we will, we will. So if they, if they do something after two weeks, then I feel like we we got something there. So but whiskey, keep keep pounding, man. Another shutout on the books. You just you just motoring it's, right. It's along. great. It's great what they're doing. It really is. I think it's a it's a great accomplishment. But my point is, we at, we are moving into week eight. We are at this point in the season where we're not going to just have you in the top ten because you're two and zero and three and zero. Now, yeah. if you're going to be top ten, top five, and creeping on up, then Hey, that means you a serious playoff contender. Because it's funny because that day after this weekend, I think next Tuesday, is that when they reveal the first? Because don't they normally do it after week eight? I think so. So it's going to be interesting going into that matchup next week, you know, the following, you know, 26 or whatever, twenty yeah, 26. It's going to be interesting to see where they have them and Ohio State knowing that that matchup is looming the following Saturday. So. Right. So that's all we're gonna do in the Wisconsin game because we got we got really, we got one we got one more big game that we got to get into that's gonna take up most of our time. But we definitely want to hit on this USC Notre Dame game. I give USC credit, man, and, and Tuck is not here to defend his uh, uh as I call it, uh Tuck University, uh University of South uh Southern California. <laughs> hey, but Tuck at us. But you know, uh, he was torn in this game because you know I know tie, he was torn with the game. family ties with Notre Dame and you know USC was his pick. But I so give USC credit because they could they could have laid down because they got down. You know what I'm saying? They came back, made the game three at the half. Mm-hmm. Now the one thing that one big takeaway I took from this game was the onside kick. Why in the hell is Brian Kelly on the field and why in the hell is nobody calling a penalty? How is he on? He was on the field like it was practice. Like let me show y'all what y'all need to do. You we've, on the field and they can and, and the ball's in play. We've heard the term home cooking before. And if there was ever a time where that was true, what you're describing right now was definitely it. 
What's your, anybody else? What's your feelings about Notre Dame, man? Like, what's your long term feelings about Notre Dame? I mean, this year, you know, unfortunately, because of their past, right now, the rest of their schedule doesn't favor them. I mean, I mean they, they got have, Michigan. That's it. They got Michigan, VTech, nothing. Duke, nothing. Navy, BC, and Stanford. Nothing. They need. They needed to win. They needed that win against Georgia because of the way everything has played out now. Now, of course, at the beginning of the year, we thought that maybe Boston College was going to be a better team, maybe Stanford was going to be a better team. Mm-hmm. But right now, with what they got left, I, I mean, mean, I think, I, Michigan, think they, I think they could see what can go eleven and one and, and not be Nate talked about. And be, I mean, definitely be New Year's Six. Play, I mean, New Year's Six Bowl, but not playoff. It'll be like the year when they went to the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. It'll be just like that. Well, moving on, we got one more game to get to before we get to our marquee game of the week. Uh, damn it, Iowa. I picked y'all. Y'all just couldn't come through for it, brother. 17 to 12, uh, Penn State pulls out the victory. Mm-hmm. Penn State just keeps going on and on. Mr. Noah Kane. Noah Kane was a five star running back. Coming out of uh, IMG Academy last year, I know very much about him. Trust me. Uh, 22 carries, 102 yards, one TD. Finally getting some shine as a freshman. I, I so he pulled it out for him, man. I really don't. Same. I, I, I would just I'm, that I'm, ugly team that just always they just always just they, keep keeping and I, on. And they always like I said, they, they just always keep keeping on, man. It's like they're not gonna they, like 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 I got a partner that always say some ain't sexy. I ain't sexy. But they always gonna put in that work. Penn and they gonna give you that skill. Penn State going to show me something this week. Penn State is against Michigan. Uh now I don't have the utmost confidence in Michigan, but that's at all. But that's where game day is. That's what gonna be the ABC game of the week. Uh six thirty PM. You know, maybe Michigan can do a little something, something, but I think we still holding out. And I'm gonna be honest with you. What's a up? team that has crept up and ain't nobody talking about. Penn State gotta play Minnesota. Oh, they just took care of Golden Boy. Penn State Bad. Got, Penn State got to play Minnesota. Mm-hmm. A undefeated right now, six and zero, ranked number twenty in the country. Minnesota, do, roll the boat. Do not sleep on that game. Roll the boat. I just, I just looked at, I look at Penn State schedule, man. I see, I see Michigan. I see Minnesota. I see Ohio State. I see possibly two losses. If you go with, if you go, I like the way that. He has positioned himself at Minnesota. He's gradually moving. Minnesota's head coach. He's PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. His his the kids are buying into him, and they bought into him where he was at Central. Was it Central Michigan? Yes, at Central Michigan, and he's going. To, he's pitching the same thing, and they buying into him in Minnesota. He's definitely going to be on a hot name that everybody going to be coming after. You really think he's going to leave Minnesota? No, I don't think he's gonna leave. He's smart. He ain't gonna go nowhere yet. But they're gonna come knocking. They definitely finna kick the tires. Because I don't think in year we're in year what two? Year three with them. I think it's year two for him. Year two with him. And I he think. got them ranked. And you know how everybody is around here. You know they fire folks and want to hire somebody else. He de- uh, his name is definitely gonna start to pop up on a lot of people's radar to try right. to get him about it. Well, uh, I'm just going to go through a couple more scores that caught my eye. We don't have to do an analysis on it. Michigan took care of business with Illinois, 42-25. Tennessee finally won the SEC game. Mississippi State. <laughs> Mississippi State. Bro, come on, man. Mississippi State. 
Is anybody home? I'm, no. I'm Nobody's knocking. home. No. Nobody. But you. but you know what? I'm not going to put this on you, Mississippi State. Because Tennessee played a pretty good game. They swapped out Guantanamo Bay. They finally I, seen I, enough of the movie, and they pretty much sat him down. I will give Tennessee some credit because they did. They looked pretty good on both lines of scrimmage. Where they had not been looking good, they they made some plays, and you got to give Pruitt credit for them boys not quitting, man. They you got to. They threw the ball now, 14 more times total. Now, Moorhead, <laughs> over Mississippi State, I'm going to go home and tell you. you can, they, they already talking about he can recruit, but, hell, he ain't developing. That's what they say. I don't know. So, you know, just saying, just saying, Mississippi State, that 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 was, you know, that and was the, not good. And the fighting Herms, I love y'all, 5-1. and one. Keep Two and one in the Pac-12. Keep My pounding. boy, ain't no Benjamin. Keep pounding. 19 carries, 137 yards. Like I said, one of the most underrated running backs in the nation. One touchdown. Arizona State doing your thing, 38-34. Now, for the over-under blow-up of the of the, of the uh, Saturday, Louisville 62, Wake Forest 59. Good Lord, sweet my, Jesus. My conference, my conference, I swear. Who thought that that was going to be a damn <laughs> a shootout? Who, let alone worth watching. Who thought right. that that was going to be worth taking an eye on? Nobody. Speaking of teams to keep your eye on, you got to give it up to Matt Rule and them Baylor Bears, man. Matt Rule got them boys 6-0, 3-0 in the Big 12. They beat Texas Tech 33-30. to They are a good, solid team, man. I like what I see from Baylor. I just want to see a little bit more. But you got to give respect to the Baylor, man, for what they're doing, where they was two years ago, where their reputation was. Yeah. And everybody said when Matt Rule came in that he was going to turn the program around. He was that kind of coach. Hey, I I, used, I, I think that Baylor, you know, they on, definitely on the right track, undefeated halfway through the year. We'll see how they end up. And, and, I, got, and I got to pivot one second because, you ahead. know, again, one thing y'all going to say about me, y'all going to say about those, I'm going to talk about you, and that's what I'm going to do. But I'm also going to give you credit what credit is due. I laughed. Shouldn't have laughed because Vegas had this thing pegged. Shout out to Miami, man. By hook or by crook, it was ugly. They made the switch. They made two key switches. Manning went back to calling for the defense, and they put in the Cozy Perry. And you got – and look. Virginia, y'all have been the overwhelming. Everybody been giving y'all credit for being undefeated and you went up to Notre Dame and you faced a tough game. You faced a Miami team that had two wins. And it was ugly as hell. That game, like like Kurt said, that game was damn near unwatchable. But guess what? Miami power through, man. So, you know, one thing about me, I'm always going to get credit what credit is due, whether I like you or not. Miami salute. Because y'all could have already went ahead and folded a shop and called it a day. And y'all took care of home. Right now, you three and three. You got a date with Georgia Tech this week. You could possibly be four and three. So, keep it moving, man. You know what I'm saying? Keep pounding, man. I got to give y'all credit, man. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm with you on that, man. You got to get credit, credit, dude. One game that was kind of surprising to me, but I heard a lot of people picking it, was was Temple. Uh, Temple beating Memphis. I, I had picked Memphis. I thought Memphis was gonna win the game. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. But Temple's five and one. Memphis five and one. So you know, uh, twenty thirty to twenty eight. You know, 
And shout out to, to Cincinnati, man. Keep on winning. I, I kind of figured that Cincinnati was going to do it, man, because since Houston and just uh, packed in the whole damn season, uh, <laughs> you know, they want a red shirt. Hey, 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 De'Ara King, De'Ara King, if you watch the game from Saturday, we have a home and a place for you. He said he ain't going nowhere. That's what he's saying right now. He's saying the right thing because he still got to graduate in December. Right. He's saying the right thing right Kim now. Kimber had that boy looking at the Heisman Trophy candidate. <sighs> All this tampering. <laughs> to bring an NBA term into college football, all this tampering. Hey, hey, hey! That boy shut it down. Don't get mad. Don't don't look at me. He I, the one that I, said he wasn't gonna play no more this year. But he also said he wasn't going to win. That's you know, the he, right thing to say. Here you come. Here you come with the tampering magic. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, magic Johnson. Hey, 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 not whatever. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Be like, why Derrick King walking around with that Florida State backpack don't worry about on? That, don't, don't worry about why he got the backpack, the hat, the sweat. No, the, he just got the backpack. Oh, the backpack full. Oh, okay. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, it's got green in it. Oh, okay. I, oh, I understand. <laughs> but, hey, let's move on. Let's get into the game of the week. I think it lived up to the hype for once. I really appreciate it. We got them Florida Gators. Six and oh, at, well, five and oh. Six and oh at that time. Mm-hmm. 28. Them LSU Tigers. Them LSU Tigers. Led by 42 to 28. Excuse me, final score. But before, before Ben, before you get anything, man. What's up? You know, we have no problems admitting when we wrong. But we have to apologize on behalf of the show Down South Football Podcast. And let me explain why. What we do? Let's. I have to apologize for a member who has not been here this year because he's been busy doing other things. We can know, he can no longer call Joe Burrow the water boy. No, that's over. Joe that's Burrow, over. Joe Burrow. Anybody with any football sense right now Vern, at this moment. Vern, I'm apologizing for the show because – we Anything that's said on this mic, we have to take responsibility for it, even though we didn't actually say we that. We didn't say that. We, we did not. Let me tell you something, man. If that. you cannot see the change in Joe Burrow, Bruh. where he is reading the defense, and not only reading the defenses, but he is putting the ball on the money in stride, doing what he's supposed to do, 21 or 24, 293 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Say that again. Zero interceptions. And mm-hmm. do you know I heard this morning that he was only touched twice the whole game and one time was on a run? But forget all that. They found their running game. They found their running against game. Against Florida. Well, they found their running game because the running game is good. I'm not hating on the running game. They but, found their running game. But Grantham put them in some bad run fits. Well, Lord, have well, mercy. You know, Sweet you Jesus. Know, Mother you know, of God. You know that boy's a gambler. You are, we, done, we done talked about Grantham to the cows come home. You know he a gambler, so you already know how he do. So I got to give some praise to LSU, man. Jamar Chase doing his thing. Again. Justin Jefferson doing his thing. This is the year of the damn wide receiver. And, and you know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy? This is the year of the damn wide receiver, and ain't none of them being talked about for the highest man. None of them. Because it's, a, it's, because it's a quarterback award. But Jonathan Taylor getting love. He gets love, but he ain't going to win it. He getting love, though. He getting love, but he ain't going to win it. But look what he's doing individually. LSU wide receivers are doing this more or like pair. but And they still don't have – and you know what's scary about LSU? <laughs> LSU did not have Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall is the nation's leader in touchdown catches before he got hurt, and they didn't even have him. Let that sink in, Gator fans. Let that 
SEC fans, let that sink in. Let that sink Nationally, in. let that sink in. They were down a weapon and still hung 42 on one of the premier defenses in the conference. Now, what Florida's going to say, they did not have Grenard, Grenard, and then they did not have Zwinga. I think this is his name, at the end. Yeah, he been banged up. He dude. been banged up. And, you know, them not having Grenard, how you say his name? That, that, that was major. That was major. That was major. That, that was, was major. major. That was major. I'm not saying – how it's much of an income? I mean, how much of an outcome he would have he would have affected? But that was a major, major, major loss. But I am sitting here, man, like looking at when I tell people all the time when we talk about football players is that just because this person was this way last year, you always have to look at the growth of what could happen. Joe yeah. Burrow is a perfect example of the growth of what could happen with the right coaching. And the right belief in the system. And what's the second part of that growth? Well, we always we, you you hear it time and time again, whether it's from a winning program or a losing program, growth and development. And if you think Joe Burrow ain't being developed by this dude, I mean he's 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 brought it in there, man. <laughs> now, if you want to talk, this, he got him believing. Now you got to look at LSU, man, and you got to say, bruh. It's a different LSU team. Now, where LSU is having their issues at, that people talk about their back end. It's not really their back end as much as to me. It's their front seven. Now, their front seven is really banged up. They have a lot of injuries. Right. But they got, uh, what's his name back? They came in and made the impact, made a huge impact on the last couple of drives. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Calavion. Clayson. however you, you say go. his name. Mm-hmm. Number 18. He came in and made a huge impact. Because, you know, I, re- I said last week that he was supposed to play in this game. And Rashard Lawrence played too. I don't know how much of an impact he had. But, you know, the one thing about LSU that's different to me is the dog at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they got some good linebackers. But they don't, to me, they don't have that dog. But you speaking of dogs, Derek Stingley Jr. Got abused a little bit. But, but, when, it, right. but, but when it was when it was time. It was time. It was time that freshman stepped up and for and for uh the D coordinator to say, Who's your best player? And he said Derek Stingley Jr. That's that's saying a lot. When you got Delpit back there. Yes. You got Christian Fulton back there. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got Lawrence, you got all these kids on the defense, and for him to say, been my best player, bottom line. And and and, and we also and look, and this this not about a game of, of who of who played bad or who was nothing. Look, we gotta we gotta talk about the totality of it. Man, get trash look, man. You gotta get trash credit. If you you gotta give him credit. Come on, man. Like, look, you know, if we, again, we always say it all the time. We say it week in and week out. We fans of college football. Trash, I'm sorry, that offense just looks different with him. I'm not I'm not saying that Felipe Franks wouldn't I, I don't know because he got hurt kind of early. So, you know, the Miami game was what it was. And, you know, he played against some mediocre competition. So, you know, we don't know if Franks will be doing will be putting up the same numbers. I, I don't think he would. But what we're seeing from Trash, this is one of the this is one of the feel-good stories where you have to understand this kid has not started since his freshman year in high school. Never started. Never started. Because he was behind the Eric King. Wait, wait. He was behind the Eric King in high school. Oh, that damn tampering again. You know what I'm saying? So this kid has <laughs> So this kid has not started since high school. And for him and he's and he's had injuries at Florida. So for him to come in like this, and we gotta talk about you know, we've talked about, you know, briefly early on with the show with the shuffling of the quarterbacks. 
I think Mullen got to go ahead and hitch his wagon to Trask and call it a day. I think he his I think I think what he was seeing was an advantage, and you know Trask does have that knee entry, and he brought Jones in. Now there was a couple of third down calls that was kind of questionable like, from why? Mullen, like. What are you doing? But that, to me, that's part of Dan. That's part of Mullen. Like, Mullen would make these great calls. Even when he was offensive coordinator at Florida, yep. he would make these great calls, and then he would come back like, what is that? What was that? He has, like, two or three of those plays a game. Like, you'd be like, come on, man. I think you are, But I thought Dan Mullen called an excellent game. He did, for what it's worth. But I just think that, you know, I, I get it. You want, you want to switch up. But I think some of the timing, especially late, some of that timing with putting Emory Jones in when Trask is – I think at one point he led like four or five 70-plus yard touchdown drives. I'm sorry, man. There's nothing that Emory Jones is going to give me that's going to top that. Against that defense in their stadium, this man led, I think it was four, 70-plus touchdown drives, man. Like, Dan, look, I get it. You want to keep Emory Jones engaged. I, I'm, I'm with you. But at this point, I think Trash done made done. <laughs> he done made this statement, well, man. Well, I mean, in certain situations that she, that that, that Emory Jones could have been put in. And I think he put he was putting in in some. I ain't gonna say awkward, but a couple of them was like, mm, I'm not sure you should have brought him in. And I think it was one series in the second half where he just started Emory the whole series. I was just like, why, why, why? Why? Like, it, that, that wasn't the time to bring him in. No, like, I mean, I'm not saying that those were reasons that they lost, but it definitely was some damn head scratches. And, I mean, look, if you were LSU fan right now, Vern, Trav, Shink, Byron, it's a lot of y'all I know. Jessica, it's a lot of y'all that I know that's LSU fans. Y'all got a lot to be excited about, man, because, you know, this ain't the same LSU. It's, it's, it's just not. And and when you look at it, you know, I, I'm the person, I'll just give y'all a little bit of insight about me when I'm watching football. From, like, game two on, I start thinking about matchups late in the season. And so, like, when I look at this LSU, I'm going to skip past my team. I'm not even going to talk about LSU. I'm going to talk about LSU-Alabama because that's what everybody's looking forward to. So, when you look at Alabama's defense and you look at LSU offense, I think they match up pretty well. Yeah. And, I mean, when you got four or five different weapons, you know, I think that's going to – you go, you got freshman linebackers. Are they getting better? Yes. Now, my question is going to be with, with, with Brady and all them boys, with, with the coaches up top from LSU, what kind of plan are they going to put in? You know, like that, that to me, because I think Tua, that matchup – Tua is just as much as a – and that, you know, you look at this game, man. That game might be a reverse of damn nine six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It might be yeah, forty five. Be reverse. It might be forty five forty two. And I don't want to hear that. Nah, we just nah, look, man. Look, Bama fans. I ain't telling you to be worried about nothing. Y'all are who y'all are. But I think that for the first time in a long time, LSU got something different that y'all finna have to now, have to deal now, with. Now here's my problem. Okay, here's my problem. Is that I don't want too much hype, and see what's gonna happen is it's coming. No, no, no. I know what I'm saying when I say I don't want too much hype. If I'm LSU, I just want to do what I do. You know what I'm saying because they already know that they're going to come in, they're going to stop this passing game. You know what I'm saying that they already know that, right? And you got to understand, you just got to go do what you do. Now, the one thing I did like here from Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's like, I was far from perfect. I didn't do anything perfect. I wasn't. I wasn't nowhere near that way. I think their mindset is good. 
Now, my only issue is you're giving Nick two weeks and you're giving you're giving Olderon two weeks. Two weeks. Like who's gonna make the best adjustments? Like and it, I, if it's a shootout, that means you gotta go tisk tisk for tat with them, tit for tat with them. You know what I'm saying? But off of that game, back to the game we're talking about. Uh, I was very surprised how much Florida offense was able to keep up with yes. LSU. You know, and I think, you know, like like Mullen said, you know, I don't agree with him often. Everything is right in front of them. They had a pretty good game with with uh. The two people having high ankle sprains. That's going to be a high. If, if you don't know, high ankle sprains is one of the worst injuries to come back from. It's yeah. not a major injury. It lingers. It's like a hammy. It right. just lingers. It can be th- two weeks or it can be four weeks. Right. Now, you can get that little what they call the zipper surgery. That's what Tua had last year and was able to, you know, uh, get back and, and play. But it, that takes two to four weeks out right. of, you know, do you really want to go down this stretch now where you're getting ready to play Georgia and you're playing South Carolina this week or you just want to see how it's going to heal on its own. But it can linger and nag you all year long. And I think uh, Grenard and Zuninga are too important to that defense. I'll, I'll just say this, Florida. You know, like I said, I haven't – we haven't ragged on y'all. This been look, this pretty, pretty positive. I'm interested to see what they do Saturday. Is it gonna Is it going to be a hangover? Because to lose like that in Dell Valley, it, it it could. It could possibly linger. Right. It Especially really, really going could. up against this South Carolina team. It could that that is on high. Right. Like you 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 dealing with matching energy now. You know, whereas South Carolina was quote unquote supposed to lose to Georgia. Right. So they would have came in kind of like, you know, ho home, like, you know, ready to play the game. Now they on high. Right. They on a high, and you coming in on a low. So are you going to be able to match that intensity? This game has – not saying that Florida's going to lose, but it definitely has potential to be a nail-biter deep into the fourth quarter. Right. Well, LSU, man, y'all did great, man. Florida, y'all played a good game, but LSU was a little bit stronger in the end. And I'm interested to see how things uh, progress and move forward. Because LSU, you got, you got, you know what? We, and we'll and we'll be done with LSU for for the moment. LSU and Auburn is shaping up to be very damn interesting because but, I don't I don't even want to talk about that game because for LSU, it's shaping up to be that. You know, I know I know a lot of people. You know, like you say, want to say whatever they want to say about Bama's defense is young and this and that, but. If LSU somehow manages to hang forty on Auburn after doing that to Florida, it's just just gonna be real interesting. Well, moving on to the next segment of the show, it's time, people. It's time once again to see who's who's uh sorrow, whose misery we gonna talk about this week. We got the plead the fifth segment. Ben, well, go ahead. Man, we already talked about them earlier in the show, man. This plead the fifth is going to nobody but nobody but one person and one person only. Them Georgia Bull dogs. You sat around there and you hurt the second string quarterback. However, it happened, it happened. You was facing a third string quarterback at home. And not only not only did you have ample opportunities to win the game. You blew it. You blew it. There was no reason why in the second overtime it should have even came to a kick. You have more five stars on your squad than anybody seemed like every year for the last two, three years. You've been out recruiting every damn body. And you telling me 
You telling me you couldn't get 25 yards on South Carolina in overtime? I'm shortening it to that. You couldn't get 25 yards. Swift, Cook, White, y'all couldn't get 25 yards and punching in for a touchdown? So, Georgia fans, I look, that cocktail party about to be real interesting. But until then, but until then, just shit the up, up and plead the fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Fifth. You know, I don't normally add to plead the fifth because that's being segment. But we just gonna call this Renard's rant. Um, I saw something this weekend. And I said, you know, this is just very goddamn disturbing. <laughs> brother, brother, please, brother, please get them the stats. <laughs> get them the stats because this is this is this quarterback. This is freaking hilarious. <laughs> this quarterback for Rutgers. I don't know if y'all saw this over the weekend. And That's now. right. We talking about damn Rutgers. <laughs> you know, there are certain times, even at my age. I look at myself and say, you know what, hell, I could have done that. Don't you take that damn job, Levitt. You don't want that. I look at it and say, man, I could have done that. I really do. <laughs> this past Saturday was one of them times. Give them the numbers, not. This quarterback for Rutgers, I'm sorry, his, his name has escaped me right now, went 5 for 13 in a 35 to nothing loss. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Five for 13. It ain't great. He went five for 13. He had a QBR of 1.2 on a 100-point scale. But that ain't, that, ain't, that ain't what caught my eye. He was one point better than us on our couch. That ain't what caught my eye, people. What caught my eye when he was five for 13 for one measly-ass solid damn yard. One Yard. There he was f- no, no. I didn't say one yard per completion. Five of thirteen for one yard. There'll be some statistician that'll try to give us some rinky dink ass explanation for now, that. But whatever. Now it gets worse than that. Then I'm like, okay, I'm looking at his rushing stats. He rushed for three yards. <laughs> this this man, I just want to cut so hard, so bad. This man had. Four yards on a whole day of offense as a quarterback. I think they're gonna have a hard time feeling that he's coaching <laughs> position. <laughs> you had four yards total. You had one yard passing. You was five for thirteen. And you know he about ain't no senior, so I, you know he gonna be. That back. ain't even a, that ain't even no plead the field. That's just Renard saying I saw it, I heard it, and I said, damn, five of thirteen for one yard. But then you triple your output. By three yards for rushing. Lord have mercy. Please. Lord sweet Jesus. You know what? Let's have a moment of silence for the Rutgers football team. Don't nobody want that job. Silence. Hey Amen. Hey moving move, on. Moving on. Moving on to this week, man, because we are in a new week. The Auburn Tigers is back. They was on a bye. They got, they got, they got, they got Gus's Arkansas home state pig suey. With no booby. Well. No movie for four to six weeks. Damn, I know last week it was it was announced on the just, show. Just, I, just, I just moving on, moving on. Okay, we're gonna get just a couple of games, man. We're gonna hit them quick. We're gonna hit them quick. We're the marquee game this week is like we said, it's Penn State and Michigan. Michigan. Lord, it slipped me for a minute. That's what game day is. That's at six thirty. What's the spread? 
Let's let's find. Let, okay, well, we're gonna go down line. Let's start with Ohio State and Northwestern. Ohio State is a twenty-eight point favorite. From the way that they looking, I don't think this one's gonna be. This, this game is on Friday. Yeah, we we all get to see it. We all get to talk about it. We all get to pick it apart. I don't give me give me Ohio State. They are gonna cover that. I'm not. I'm not. The way Ohio State is looking this year, I'm not saying that they done you know turned the corner, but I am saying that. The Ohio State mess up or blip or whatever. If it happens, it'll be against good competition. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I don't think nobody else gonna creep up on them this year. Well, the next next game that we might have any interest in it would be uh, Clemson and Louisville. What you think about that one? If Malik is out, that's gonna be what we just saw from Clemson. I mean, I'm not saying that Malik is an elite quarterback, but he keeps it interesting with that offense. So I'll just say that if Malik is out, that's that that's gonna be ugly. It ain't even gonna I mean it probably was gonna be ugly anyway with Malik, but without him it's just it's just gonna be bad. Okay. I definitely got Clemson in that one. Uh West Virginia and Oklahoma. I don't think West Virginia got a chance and you know what? Nah. Okay. Go ahead and give me Oklahoma all that. This game is very, very interesting, and I'm looking, I'm trying to pull the oh, line Oh, you, right you, you didn't say Auburn, Arkansas. I mean, I guess it goes without saying, but. Well, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Florida, South Carolina. Hangover. We going to see. Because like I said, South Carolina's coming in on a high. I mean, they, they coming in again in a situation where nobody's expecting them to do whatever they're supposed to do. And just saying, they – if you look at South Carolina and you look at them in their totality, they played Bama the way it was. I'm not going to say that it was close. They played them, you know, they played them up, you know, the best that they could. They obviously just beat Georgia. So, behind coming behind Bama and Georgia, you know, you got you got to sit around here and just assume that after winning that, they coming in. I think their confidence is on high. Man, their confidence is on real high. And it's a 11 o'clock kick. And it's at home. <sighs> Not saying Florida going to lose. But uh, it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. Uh, with that with, with that particular game right there. Um, I just don't have enough confidence in South Carolina. They're going to pull off the upset. Give me, give me Florida, man. Like, that game's at 11 a.m., I, I'm, I'm going to take Florida, and that's just because I don't think Holinsky's going to play. It was one thing for Jordan to come in and mop up. We're not we're really one. Florida, Florida's, Florida's, Florida's a five-and-a-half point favorite. Ooh, that's low. It's low because it's at South Carolina, and it's 11 o'clock. If, if Holinsky plays, it'll be a lot more interesting. But but give me Florida. I don't feel too confident about it, but but give me Florida. Okay. Um, yeah, I got Florida winning that one too also. Um, moving on to – I mean, I guess when you say Auburn, Arkansas, Auburn's an 18 and a half point favorite. Not sure how much we're gonna cover the spread. It's gonna be interested to see how we're gonna come out with uh with the running game. And I'm gonna tell you now, I'm really expecting a lot of DJ Williams to be the feature back. They probably they're gonna they're gonna roll in Shivers. They're gonna roll in Cam Martin. Cam Martin probably gonna start because he's the senior. Because that's how Gus dumbass do stuff. Like you know, that's just how he is. Reward the senior. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna reward seniors because you know he's he's a guy I can count on experience and stuff like that. So anyway, <laughs> uh, well, I expect DJ Williams to to show that he can be a bell cow. 
So we gonna we I'm just gonna say we gonna win. I don't think we're gonna cover the spread though. I think I could be wrong. We can come out and blow them out, but I just think, you know, trying to find that running game and trying to tune up some things, I just see, you know, it could be mm-hmm. it might pull away at the end, but Arkansas been playing a hell of a lot better. So you can't just I mean they they play they play they play the fighting jumbo pretty tough, but again, you know, I'm not I think that I think that Auburn's D line is gonna be too much. I think it's just, it's it's gonna be too much in the end. So you can go ahead and give me Auburn. I think Auburn gonna cover too. Okay. Moving on to the next game. One of the next games we want uh just hit on real quick. We got Oregon and Washington. Oregon is a uh national two. game on ABC. Oregon's a two and a half point favorite. So it's almost a pick 'em. Because it's at Washington. So normally you get three points of being at home. So it's almost a pick 'em. I I will go first. I'll just say that I think with the game being at Washington, I think that's a huge advantage for them. But I I'm, I'm rolling with the Ducks. Go ahead and give me Washington and just and I'm and I'm taking it just from the standpoint of it's at home and for some reason the Pac-12 they like to beat themselves up and they like to and they like to make it ugly. And this is one of those look if you've known the history of Oregon, if you've known them, forget the Auburn game, forget that, throw that out. They've always lost the game in the Pac-12 like this, where it's like it could go either way, and they were on the road and they took an L. So you can go ahead and give me Washington in this one. And real quickly, we got Old Dominion and UAB. UAB is a 16-point favorite. I got UAB, and I got them covering. Give me go UAB. Blazers. Give me UAB, man. I can't wait to that UAB-Tennessee game. Wow. No comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Moving on for that. Does Mississippi jo- State. I'm just saying. Does Georgia bounce back? They play Kentucky. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. I feel you. They, on they that know. One. They know. They got Florida down the line, so they can't. They, they can't. They can't. They, 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 they can't do this against them. So Tulane and Memphis is another game. I probably have my eye on. Memphis is a four point favorite. I really like that Tulane squad. I like the Memphis squad too. Uh, Memphis is at home. I think that might be the, the deciding difference. Give me Memphis. Same here. Give me Memphis on that one. Okay, we got Michigan and Penn State. Oh, well, you know who I ain't going with. Penn State is a nine-point favorite. I, 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 Michigan have to show me. I'm going with Penn State. Same here. Okay, we got uh, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Uh, Texas A&M is a six-point favorite. Look out for Ole Miss's offense. Right. Texas A&M was in a fight a couple weeks ago with Arkansas. So just look out for old Mrs. Offense. I'm just saying we seen what they have on offense. We seen what Plumley, right. what he brings to the table. They struggled with Arkansas. That game was in that game was went all the way down pretty much to the last drive. Right. I'm going with Ole Miss, man. Okay. Give me Take te- an Ole Miss. Give me Texas A and M. Uh Tennessee at Alabama. Lord, it's a 36-point favorite for Alabama. Hey, Alabama. Hey, hey, Alabama. Where they cover is the question. What's, 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 what's the backup? Go ahead and play uh, Mac. What's Mac? Mac Jones. Start Mac Jones, man. Make it make make, make it worth watching because they got y'all coming on at 8 a damn clock. And I don't think a lot of people are too happy about that. <laughs> a lot they really of, ain't. I don't think a lot of people they too happy They won the night game, that. but goddamn, they ain't I won mean, eight. Start start back on the then bring in two in the second quarter. Let's do let let's let's do some trickery because we already know. But all jokes aside, man, you know what it, it's, it's Arizona at USC. Arizona is a nine point underdog. 
Uh, Arizona, Kevin Sumlin, just go home. Uh, USC, give me USC. Hey, Kevin Sumlin looking at Jimbo like, y'all could have kept me. Damn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> give me USC. Another boy. interesting game I like. I like this Boise State team. Boise State at BYU. Boise State. <laughs> BYU. Boise State is a seven-point underdog. Give me them Broncos. <laughs> Bachmeyer. Bachenheimer. Whatever the hell your name is. I watched you put up 400 yards. So give me, give me boys. Here well. we go again. Personal. Give me, give me boys as well. Give me, okay. Give me, give me boys. I give mean, me it's, it's, it's some pretty good games on the slate, but the most important thing, we in week eight, man. And it don't matter how it is. On Saturday, we're going to tune in. We're going to be there, man. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, 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 what? Uh, uh, What's wrong? What's wrong? Uh, 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 uh. What? You got Wake Forest. Who? Five and one. Who? Versus them nose. My bad. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. Uh, uh, on the hill. On the hill. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got it. Bounce back game, man. Cam going for a buck 50. Give me Slim. Not horny book. Give me Slim. Give me FSU. 21 to 10. I'm not even going 30. Ain't wait for us 5 and 1. Yeah, they 5 and 1. They a pretty good team, huh? Yeah. They favored. They, the game, uh, they the favored game, by five. The game is that Wake Forest? It's in Wake. Yeah. The, 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 look. You know what? This I'm, is a ranked opponent. You know, they I'm, are ranked right now. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to play the home team. I'm going to give I'm gonna give you a chance for the state. See what you got. Hey, this is a ranked opponent, man. I'm just saying this is a ranked opponent. Like, we, could, we couldn't sneeze over that. This is a ranked opponent. Oh, and before we get up out of here, man, shout out to them Helena Husky five six year olds. Look, Renard and his lovely wife Aisha, they came to the game to support my home to support my son, man. And they witnessed our first victory of the season. That's right, damn it. I'm talking about my child on my show. But y'all don't understand. We like the damn bad news bears. And we finally got a victory. So shout out to the Helena Huskies, man. We won seven zip. We went from no wins to a seven oh victory. Shout out to the Helena Huskies, man. We 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 just gonna keep Boy, on pounding, so wrong man. with you. No, I'm just I'm just saying, man. So thank y'all for listening, man. We went a little long today, but we had a lot to talk about, man. It is getting good. Damn, we halfway through the season. We over half. It's week eight, bro. Just enjoy it. Just keep enjoying it, you know. And we want to thank y'all for supporting us. Also, 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 before we go, before we go. We got to give y'all one little thing. Renard don't know I'm doing this, but I'm finna do it right now. Nah, I'm, I'm nervous. It, it ain't nothing bad. Oh, okay. We're it good. ain't nothing bad. Right now, you know how y'all always hear us say, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend to listen to the show. We are at 409 total plays on Anchor. When we get to 500, we're going to do a random giveaway. We're going to do a random giveaway. I ain't giving nobody nothing. Yes, we are. What are we giving? We giving away, man. We doing a random gift card giveaway. So just, just continue to listen. It's going to be random. We're going to choose between Twitter and Facebook, and we're going to do a random giveaway once we get to 500 total plays. Right now, we are in the 400 range. So within these next couple of weeks, I do firmly expect us to get to that point, and we're going to do a giveaway. So continue to listen. 
Tell your friend, tell your cousin, because it could be a new one, it could be an old. It don't matter, but we definitely going to do a gift card giveaway once we get to 500 listeners. Now, the 500 plays, Anchor does it a little bit differently. So, you know, it, you kind of have to go through Anchor and click the different links. But I know some of y'all have been dedicated and signed up. Subscribe to the Apple Podcast. Some of y'all have subscribed Spotify. to Spotify. So well, it, it, it counted all. It counts it all. Yeah, it, I, it's supposed to count all. I'm a little skeptical of it, but... It, but I'm going move. off what they told me. It counts it out. Okay. What else the hell you think they're going to tell you? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, but hey, this is boy Renard Williams, man. Once again, man, thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the support. Uh, I appreciate everything. We appreciate y'all listening to us, man. And we appreciate that, that you know, that y'all just tune in to us, tune in to us each and every week, man. Because, you know, we just, it's something that we like to do, something we love to do. Like we said, tell a friend, tell another friend. And just, you know, get the audience up. We, we'll do some special stuff down the line, especially as the season condenses and some teams get eliminated and, and some stuff happens. So, hey, just keep rocking with Trav, us, man. Look, Trav, Burn, look, we doing something. We going to do it again. We doing something for LSU Bama. We going to bring in Mr. One Jaw because he got a lot to talk about. So, we definitely got that coming in the next – we definitely got that coming in the next couple of weeks. So, make sure you follow the show at DSL Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I am DJ Double Dose. You can hit me on Twitter and Instagram, man. Thank y'all for listening, man. And we out. We out.